0: And good morning. Welcome to a certain degree. My name is Nick. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Meg Myers with Lemon Eyes from her album. Sorry. Sorry. I just like saying it that way. I don't know if that's what what, that was her intention to say it that way, but that's the way I'm going to say it. I think so. And so, hang on a second. (laughs) Nobody knows you're here yet. You can't really. That's not right. (laughs) So I have a very special guest today who is very ambitious in terms of her uh, wanting to speak up. Uh, Lindsay Thompson is here. Lindsay, thank you for coming on the show today and welcome. Thank you. Okay, there we go. That's much better timing. Uh, I'm trying to throw you off your game completely. I know you do a lot of radio. I know you do a lot of uh, live performances uh, with your own stuff. And so one of the reasons I want to play that song, obviously, is your handle is Lemon Hearted. Yes, it is. So, Lemon Eyes, Lemon Hearted. I like it. I feel like any appendage, Lemon Arms, (laughs) Lemon Legs, uh, we could just keep going with that as the theme. Uh, We're not going to do that.
1: Good, because we were going to run out of appendages, I think.
0: Well, Lemon Heads is a band I could have played. And there might be some other songs that I I might do, Lemon Wise. But we're going to get to know you first a little bit better. And Sounds so good. I'm not going to talk about lemons
1: <laughs> If or, it comes up organically okay, yeah. as the kids say or
0: organic lemons yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna play a game called 20 questions What we do here is we change it to confuse people and they say <laughs> we I mean, I I don't know why there's this royal we that comes up Every once in a while. So instead of saying yes or no, you're gonna say young or in love okay. So young if you're for something because what's better than being young it's wasted on the youth, first of all, mm-hmm. those, ugh, ugh, those mm. kids and in love because it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And what could be worse than that? It makes you feel <laughs> sick all the time. You're exhausted. The butterflies in the stomach, I think, are indicative of other health-related issues. I think so. It's all heart-related as well. And so I have a very weak heart. I'll be honest with you.
1: I do too. Yeah. There we go. I knew it. I knew it. I, I, knew knew it. it. I, I could tell. I told you. I think we were related, but- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's start. And what you're going to do, say young or in love. Okay. Young if you like something, in love if you're against it. Okay. So this is happening in the Northeast, and, you know, we're not there. Blizzards.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have to say in love just because they're just not fun if you live in them
0: right it's fun to watch sure it's fun to visit maybe mm-hmm. so you could go
1: oh look at all the snow and because i still have family up north when there are blizzards like that they don't uh, ever I seem too weird. happy about it like yeah, they can't can leave their house or they slid off the highway or so it's pretty to look at but you don't want to be homebound for too long how so. do people
0: even live there i don't understand
1: it i don't know
0: all right how about millennials
1: um, can you be like in between young and in love?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Old and hateful.
1: <laughs> I don't know because there's good and bad things about that group. So I'll, I guess I'll say young, I'll be positive about it.
0: Well, and I hate labeling people, but at some yeah. point there's always this idea that generationally, so I'm generation X, mm-hmm. uh, the baby boomers hated us mm-hmm. because we were young and entitled and lazy and slackers and all those other things that they came up with us and we can say the same thing about every generation yeah because i think up until the time you're probably 25 you're not a fully formed person right and it's very easy i was talking to my nephew yesterday who's 19 trying to figure out what he's doing doesn't really care about class and has all these ideas on how high school should have prepared him better and all these things and i'm like valid points "Uh, yeah but i'm also (laughs) well, maybe you should have prepared better. (laughs) Maybe it's not on everybody else to take this. And so, and then I tried to remember, put myself in his position. When I was 19, I could barely tie my own pants. Right. So. I don't
1: know how you got around like that, but.
0: Oh, it was not good. (laughs) It was not good for anybody. Uh, Luckily it was Daytona Beach, so it didn't. Oh, no one noticed. All right. So how about voicemail?
1: I would say, In love, I suppose, just because I'm notorious for never checking my voicemail, as I think most people are. But I still really like making that voicemail greeting as if (laughs) it matters. So leave me a voicemail and listen to this really, you know, weird greeting I'm going to leave you. But then I'll text you and be like, what do you want? Nice.
0: So you don't even, do you listen to the voicemail before you text or call back?
1: If I can't call back immediately and I'm able to listen to it, like if it's like a family member, because they don't normally leave voicemails. So then the heart starts beating and you start sweating and you think something terrible has happened. But if I see it's a friend or something, I'm thinking they probably butt dialed me and that is not an actual voicemail. That's probably just like, dead silence.
0: Of, yeah, yeah driving And now
1: and the phones, like they try to, with my iPhone, it tries to tell you what the voicemail is. Like if you, does that happen on your phone? No, it translates it for it tra- you. But it's always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's always like a fun little puzzle to try to figure out. I got a work voicemail and I was reading it and it definitely did not make sense. And I was like, I guess I have to call this person back.
0: That sounds like a, an app idea or maybe a bad business idea mm. where we translate your voicemails, but yes. we just do fun ones instead of what they are.
1: I think that would be so great. So
0: if it's really awful news, we translate into something <laughs> a little more fun and make we put, you feel a bit better. Yeah. 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 We put the Muppet theme behind it. I think it's a good <laughs> idea. All right. I'm going to put that down for later. How about colonizing Mars young or in love?
1: I say young. And interestingly enough, I was in this really weird group in middle school. It's like they took kids that were both.
0: Was it just a bunch of Martians? It was. Yeah. And you
1: and me, (laughs) and, uh, we had, we had a, a program. I think it was called Marsville if I remember correctly, but it was us trying to figure out how we would colonize on Mars. And we even had, after much study, and we, this is the seventh grade, so nobody really knew what was going on, but we ended up having to go, I don't know if it was like a college campus, I don't really remember, but we had to make our own little inha- inhabited Earth, Earth, on you know what I mean? Environment on, on Mars, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and it was like this big plastic sheet bubble, and we had to like bring our own food. I don't know what we learned from it, all I know is that it was very weird curriculum to me,
0: this doesn't sound like normal. So, this was during the course of school at a normal school, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. They weren't just Public pulling kids
0: uh-huh, aside
1: to do the special no. weird training with you. We were in a special program mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I it think, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> for intelligent children. <laughs> uh, yep. Um. Yeah, I don't really know whose idea it was, but it was definitely something we focused on for weeks. And. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, sure. Let's let's live on Mars. Well, it's yeah, because
0: apparently you already went there.
1: I did, really. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs>
0: All right. So I, I think this is gonna be a similar experience, but medical marijuana.
1: I don't really have any thoughts about it, honestly. It's not something that I would probably use, but if somebody else wanted to use it to make themselves feel better, that's fine. So that's another like middle of middle of yeah. young and old 11. and hateful. Yeah,
0: okay, that's what we'll call the middle. <laughs>
1: I like that old yeah. and hateful. How
0: do you feel about Twitter?
1: I like it so. Okay, that's young. Okay, yeah, young. Yeah, I think it's a great way to get uh, information. You know, false or <laughs> or true. <So> true. <laughs> um, and I just love how creative people are on Twitter. People aren't on Twitter to try to be like known or cool at least i think most people so they're kind of more free to express themselves the way they want to if that's with gifts or you know links of funny stuff or just being as clever as you can in that many characters um i probably spend more time browsing twitter than my other social media platforms so
0: do you spend more time creating content for twitter or is it just browsing
1: definitely not creating content because i know that the lifespan of any tweet is you know is so short it's not really worth it for me to sit there and like craft the perfect tweet yeah yeah. um but i love seeing what other people put up there
0: and we'll dig into your social media channels because i I find it fascinating that's why i invited you on the show in terms of what you've done and what you're doing and you know, sort of what your future plans are. So I'd like to talk to you about that so I can steal that <laughs> later on. Uh, zombies, young or in love?
1: That's um, an in love for me. I don't really get it.
0: So so I think there's two aspects to it. There's obviously pop culture. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go see a zombie movie or never. Uh, in real life, do you want zombies to like a zombie
1: <laughs> outbreak? Uh, no, I'm not Probably interested not on that either. either. <laughs> I don't like scary stuff anyways. You'll never see me go to a scary movie or watch one on TV and zombies, I just really don't even understand. So.
0: (laughs) So what's there to understand? They they hunger for brains.
1: Exactly. So what's, what's the point?
0: Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Now that you put it that way. So one thing I wanted to uh, show you, if I think I can bring this up here is uh, they're talking about, are you, are you a sports fan at
1: all? I mean, I, I'm interested in certain aspects of certain sporting endeavors. That's a right. More Girls quote, by the way, right. I totally stole.
0: That's nice. That's nice. So one of the things they're doing in the NBA is they're going to actually have a logo. They're going to start putting logos on jerseys. So I was trying to oh,
1: okay. bring it up.
0: So it'll look something like that. They'll have a Kia logo or a Gatorade logo. Oh, like logo. a sponsored logo? Yeah, a sponsored logo oh, on the jerseys.
1: That's kind of gross. Younger
0: in love. Okay. <laughs> Younger in love. I think I know the answer.
1: Is that so they can get more money? Because yeah, the, yeah. 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 I mean... That's kind of cheesy to me, but all in the name of the mighty dollar, I suppose, huh?
0: And I think if it it fit better, so if it was just Nike or something along those lines, I would get it. but was that like
1: a Kia one I just saw? So
0: the Boston Celtics will have a GE Mm -hmm. logo on their jersey. The New Jersey Nets, or I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Nets, will have a, it's some company called Infor, Mm I-N-F-O-R, some software company. So it's like, I, I, I'm i okay with the idea of this if it has something to do with anything. Like yeah. if you're just putting random Doritos logos on everything, <laughs> I, I don't know that I'm down. I
1: just want to know how that came up in, in a meeting. Like, this is how, do they need more money? Is this like a marketing ploy? Right, because right. Because as I see LeBron James running with a Subway logo on him, it's not going to make me want to go eat Subway. So-
0: Okay, I don't think the NBA realizes that. I think and they I should I talk to them. I certainly think Subway doesn't realize that. <laughs> So if you're listening, Subway, all of Subway, I'm not sure. Um, Edgar Subway, who I think founded the Subway Mm -hmm. chain of restaurants, then just come to us. We'll give you some advice on that. Okay. Younger in love driverless cars.
1: I would say young. I hate driving. So I'm super down with it. I think it would be very uncomfortable at first to relinquish control like that. Sure. But my husband, who's very techie, he tells me all the time it would be much safer. If, those, if everyone was in a driverless car. Oh, if everyone was, yeah. He's like, do you understand how, you know, there wouldn't be any accidents? Like he's very, very much for it. So I think he's kind of brainwashed me into like letting technology take over in my Perfect. life. Yeah. Sounds so. like an
0: excellent relationship. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, so we're just out of January. I keep asking this because I'm curious about what people are doing. And maybe I'll ask it for the rest of the year because I'm curious about towards the end of the year if mm-hmm. anybody's kept their New Year's resolutions.
1: I'm probably in love on that one. I just don't, that's another thing I don't really get. Like, why wait till January to decide what you want to do? Right. It's why just,
0: is this a, Why is this a turning point yeah, for you? Yeah, like, why
1: not August? Be like, you know what? I only have a couple of months left in the year, okay. you know?
0: <laughs> August
1: year's resolutions. I'm yeah. gonna write that down as a potential. Yeah, and nobody doing... really keeps them. So what's the point?
0: So one of the things I've thought about doing is actually scoring this quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're doing very well. Oh, okay. If I was scoring it, so let's see how you do on the next one the Super Bowl. That was I think last week
1: um, Can I say old and hateful? Yeah, somewhere in between <laughs> I'll watch it normally if there's like nothing else to do Don't really go to Super Bowl parties Don't watch it for the commercials because let's face it the commercials have been disappointing the past couple of years
0: well when when there's all this media available to you online you could watch short movies you could watch all these brilliant yeah. things where it used to be the commercials were one of these avenues where you, that was the only way you could get uh, media or creative or fun things uh, in a 30 second or a minute spot.
1: That mm-hmm. can go
0: online well, and most of the commercials are available online anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so yeah, so I don't get the commercials are not the draw anymore.
1: No, I will say this was a really good game this yeah. past one. So, I mean, at least that was something.
0: Are you from the Northeast? Are you a Patriots fan or do you uh, have any affiliation when it comes to football?
1: No, I mean, when I was younger, I used to really, identify with the New York Giants for Mm. no reason at all.
0: Well, (laughs) because they were so big.
1: um, Maybe that was it. (laughs) Because I am from the Northeast, but no, I'm definitely not a Patriots fan. I was rooting for the for the Falcons for sure. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of people here in town were except for those people who are from really hardcore Mm -hmm. identify with the Northeast. How about theme parks? Young or in love?
1: Um I feel like I'm old and hateful about everything. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) I would never sounds like
0: something to bring up with your therapist. But I should
1: yeah. really. I'm. I've gone to all of them. They're enjoyable, but I hate the summer in Florida because the heat is just sure. is so bad. So if I can enjoy them in the cooler months, I'll definitely go. But they're so expensive and the lines, and I don't really. I'm not into that like Disney fantasy world that some people are like really really into. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Universal though. I love Universal.
0: Okay. Are you a Harry Potter person? No, I just, just, uh,
1: actually, I don't really know much about Harry Potter at all, interestingly. So, my
0: understanding is he's some kind of wizard. Okay. And uh, that's the extent of it.
1: Oh, that's probably all you need to know. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. But Universal is pretty cool if I had to choose one. All right.
0: So, I think I know what you're going to answer this, (laughs) but how do you feel about musicals?
1: Oh, I'm so young for musicals.
0: So young. So
1: young for musicals.
0: <laughs> I'm like an infant for musicals.
1: <laughs> I love, I saw Hamilton in I New York. I was going to
0: ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so, cried. Okay. So <laughs> I, I guess what was the range of emotion for you crying? Because some might say that it was because you got to see this. You got to be one of the few people who saw it. Um, I, one of those. Was it the story?
1: Everything all of those
0: things. Was it the cost of going?
1: (laughs) Yes. These are so expensive. Definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm someone that's, if somebody hits a note just right, it like gives me goosebumps and chills and like my eyes water. Sure. I don't know why that happens. So to hear these voices in front of me live, there was one particular song that the guy that plays George Washington sang and heard it a million times listening to the soundtrack, Mm -hmm. but then hearing him belt it out live, I was not sobbing, but like tears were streaming down my face and I started to feel self-conscious because I was starting to sniffle and, you know, you're not supposed to make noise, you know, in the theater. Was oh, just, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, if that's you can right. help bring it.
0: The, bring the caramel corn and oh, yeah. the bag of uh, Doritos. Yeah, yeah.
1: they would have definitely tried to throw you out. Yeah, but, okay. um,
0: good to know. It's
1: just so, I don't know. It's emotional to see people's talent right there in front of you as opposed to over the speakers, you know?
0: Because I find a lot of times, or especially when I was younger, uh, to see something like that, to go to a museum or to go to, I went to Greece when I was 20 and I had mm-hmm. no appreciation for it whatsoever. Because I was That's because it was Greece. <laughs> well, there's that too. Um, and there's all these relatives around me. I'm like, ugh, all this stuff, uh, all these old things that mm-hmm. are falling apart. But there's this idea that, uh, you know, I, I went there and I was more overwhelmed and intimidated than inspired. Oh, and the last time I went to Europe, I went to Barcelona, and that was that's where it kind of changed for me, where I realized that I'm not just going and feeling small. I'm feeling like oh, anything might be possible. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if that's kind of approximately what you felt in terms of uh, being inspired by this beautiful music.
1: Definitely, I think you you see these people that probably come from walks of life similar to your own that have had struggles similar to your own, but somehow they made it on this grand stage, a part of this man's genius, you know, musical, and they're just up there singing their hearts out. And the story itself, you know, is is so interesting and inspiring in its own, you know, weird way. It does, like, it just gives you all types of, of feelings and you just can't really escape it. If you don't enjoy seeing live music, whether it's a concert or Broadway or, or, you know, jazz or whatever it is. I don't know. I think there's something wrong with you.
0: How do you even get inspired yeah. at that point? What's
1: inspiring you? Yeah. Pokemon, you know?
0: That's it. I'm not sure how you jumped there, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, okay, so you did watch this last night. I saw some of the winners this morning. I think, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Adelaide? Adele? Adele. Oh, Adele. Okay. She did very well. Yes. I think David Bowie, of course, posthumously. Yeah, won a I bunch think he got awards. five grand. Yeah. 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 But how did you feel about the Grammys, younger in love?
1: I say young just because I love music. And even if I didn't know who all of the people were and some of the performances weren't the most amazing, it's still fun to watch, you know, everyone accept their awards and all the outfits and the music. And
0: so the pageantry of it to an sure. extent. Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a little unnecessary, <laughs> but. What? <laughs> but it's still fun i was actually texting one of my best friends during the entire uh broadcast and we were you know making fun of this person or oh did you see rihanna you know all so it's absolute nonsense but i think sometimes that's needed uh it's an escape yeah for sure good how about
0: stranger things speaking of escape
1: like the tv show Mm -hmm. um i'm young on stranger things i enjoy it i actually didn't want to watch it because i thought it was going to be scary like Super i told you scary. i don't yeah. like scary stuff yeah. and then a couple episodes in i was like oh and the theme music
0: so oh good. man yeah so
1: good yeah. um i just love everything about it how it, it definitely feels really 80s which is great being an 80s kid i think the story is really interesting i'm really excited for season two i, I hope, think
0: it'll be good i
1: think i hope they keep the momentum up
0: Yeah, I think one of the challenges, I was reading a story recently that they have reached out, the producers of Stranger Things have reached out to the producers of Game of Thrones Mm. because they're so concerned about uh, the leaks getting out there.
1: Oh, So it's
0: something along those lines, yeah.
1: And those kids are adorable.
0: Oh, they're so adorbs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Look at you talking like a young person. I know.
0: I I figured that's what they would say on the show, right? Because they're all young. Isn't that how they talked in the 80s? Uh, I
1: don't remember ever saying adorbs in the 80s, but (laughs) rad maybe. Oh, remember rad
0: (laughs) yeah unfortunately i do so speaking of that younger in love 80s nostalgia
1: young all the way all the way i don't know why i think you have to love whatever decade you grew up in by default so i'm a big lover of all things 80s
0: when you had older brothers and sisters i did and so they were probably even more ensconced into the pop culture of the 80s Mm -hmm. so you actually had it handed down to you yeah forced upon you, depending on definitely. how you look at it. So you were probably thinking, uh, at some point you probably thought your older siblings were cool. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my sister to feel that <laughs> way. Uh, but, you know, and they were doing, they were doing the electric slide or I don't remember any of the dances or listening to the cars <laughs> and Brian Setzer orchestra. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Stuff like that.
1: The music I think of the eighties is great. I still like to listen to eighties music and cartoons back then I think were better. Yeah. Huh.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> I agree with neither one of those statements.
1: You don't like 80s music? Oh,
0: no. And the cartoons were awful. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. We'll see so you, but you were a little bit older in the 80s. So you were probably a little bit more like, "Oh, please, I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm an adult now.
0: Oh, yes, yes. That's what I was doing throughout the 80s. Uh, listen, guys, I'm an adult. I, I can't do all this neon and perms. All right. So moving on, younger in love drones.
1: Um, I guess young. Although they do creep me out just a little bit.
0: Because of they could be anywhere at any time filming you?
1: Yeah. Okay. But if they want to deliver a package to me from Amazon, you know, I suppose I, I wouldn't shoot it down.
0: How about a sandwich?
1: Yeah. As How long as it's about, not soggy, soggy.
0: So, good point. <laughs> uh, so one of the other ideas uh, that we've talked about on the show is a bad business idea is therapy animals by drone. Mm-hmm. So you need a kitten <laughs> for two hours?
1: Is it in a box or is the drone just holding the animal?
0: I would say I would not want the kitten in a box because I think you get a kind of a Schrodinger's issue right there because like, you know I don't know what's in the what's in the box. I want the cat in a little harness, okay, Tom Cruise, Lady Gaga style, <laughs> like flying around. And actually, the drone could then lower it to me rather than the drone landing. Or I
1: think anything. the PETA people may not be down for that, but okay. but we can see.
0: All right, we'll we'll give them a call. <laughs> On the next break, uh, are you much into video games? Yeah. All right. How do you feel or have you heard anything about the Nintendo Switch? I have.
1: Now, that's the one that you get Zelda with, correct?
0: You can get Zelda with and it's the, so it's a tablet yeah. with the controllers on the side. And you can take it with you and play the same game that you're playing on your TV. My
1: issue with the Nintendo Switch is if they weren't re-releasing Zelda, would anyone care? No. So, like, why would I buy it when I have many other consoles? I would only buy it for Zelda, which I think is, is devious of them.
0: Um, devious in the sense that it's a company that wants to make money. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, you're right. Hmm.
1: Yes. I mean, but I, people will do it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Just yeah. for Zelda. But, yeah. um, but I'm I sure love they'll video come games. out with other games. Yeah, but none ever gonna be Zelda. So <laughs> they're like, "We got you." <laughs>
0: All right. So, younger in love, uh, Pac-Man. So Mas- Masaya Nakamura just passed away. He's the uh, founder of Namco. So mm-hmm. one of the fathers, or he was uh, lovingly described as the father of Pac-Man. How did you feel about Pac-Man?
1: I have always liked Pac-Man. Whenever I go to the barcades here or anywhere else I travel, Pac-Man is always the one I can play the longest for some reason it's just kind of soothing to just keep on like moving the joystick left and right and up and down and getting the little, are they pellets? Is that what we're calling them? Sure. And then as soon as those little, I don't know, are those ghosts? I'm not really sure what anything in Pac-Man is, but like when they start chasing you, you know, like it's kind of exciting. Huh? I
0: don't know if that's a word I would have used.
1: It is because you have to like really, you know, move the joystick around pretty fast and I don't know, it's a challenge.
0: I like it. I like, I like Pac-Man. It. I, do. I like it. I like it as video game therapy. I think you hit on that. Yeah. So it's a soothing and yet exciting thing. I can play
1: it you. longer than like Donkey Kong or sure. Burger Time. You know. So I'm all for it. Okay.
0: And last but not least, cobbler, the dessert, not the person who works on your show. <laughs>
1: Young, I mean, who doesn't want to eat cobbler? Now, is cobbler different than pie? Cobbler
0: is very different than pie. Tell me how. Okay, so still fruit based. Mm-hmm. So cobbler, I think, is exclusively fruit based, whereas pie could be other things like oh, pumpkin, okay. pecans. Pecans? Is that how you pronounce that? Pecan? That's that sounds <laughs> a little bit. Pecan? I don't know. Pecans. <laughs> I like that. I think that a cobbler is almost like a uh, a pie that's just been kind of mashed up. And then baked. And so it's kind of crusty. You can tell on the I top. do
1: no baking because I don't know the difference.
0: You go to a lot of, I follow you on Instagram.
1: You go to a lot of bakeries. That doesn't mean I know what anything is that I'm eating. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You're just like, I, what What do you suggest? I'm going to eat that. Thank That's you. That's where like the pointing comes in. Like, yeah. give me a sale. Just give me that. But I, yeah, I'll eat anything sweet. I have a really bad sweet tooth. Okay. So,
0: good to know. I'll so for young it. on cobbler. Yep. That's good. Uh, let me just, that's an interesting thing score. to have on your list <laughs> and you've done very well. I think you've got an A on that.
1: I'm glad that part is over <laughs>
0: <laughs> That was a lot of pressure. Well, now I got to know you a little bit better. We're going to play another song and then we're going to come back and talk more about your blog about what it is that you do when it comes to writing your process, basically all of your secrets. Okay. And so that I can steal them.
1: I'll give them to you, but only you.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> I mean, nobody's listening, <laughs> exactly. so <it's> perfect. <laughs> and uh, if you are listening, this is to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Chet Faker on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was gold from his album, Built on Glass, from all the way back in 2014, the olden days, if you will, mm. 2014. Good morning, <laughs> my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. And I'm here with Lindsey Thompson. Lindsay, good morning. again. Good morning. And I wanted to talk a little bit about your website, your social media presence, um, and a few of those things. So you're at Lemon Hearted yes. on all of the major social media channels. Mm-hmm. And that's also your website, LemonHearted.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't believe that domain was available.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> and uh, because it's uh, sour and sweet or sour yeah. and loving.
1: When people ask me where it came from, At first, I I honestly didn't know. The very lame reason is because my favorite color is yellow and I've always loved hearts. That's really lame. So then I kind of thought about it more and my personality is very, like you said, sweet and sour. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, yeah, like that makes sense or bitter, you know, lemon hearted, you know, it's sweet, but it's also a little bitter, which I think sometimes comes across in my writing a little bit, like a little bit, you know, like a little bite to it. Yeah. So
0: we'll go with that. So, but did the, because the the name of this show is To a Certain Degree, Mm -hmm. which is very complicated to describe. You're listening To a Certain Degree, which is actually accurate, but then the website is a little bit weird, and I try to explain it, and I have no idea how to do it. But I love the phrase, To Mm -hmm. a Certain Degree, so that's why I called it that. Did that name just come to you one day, lemon-hearted, you're like, yes. Or was it, oh, it's available, so I'm going to call it that.
1: I definitely thought of it before I saw if anything was available, because it was never necessarily my goal to even purchase a domain that came much later so as i was just trying to think of things that i liked that i thought were visually appealing too from like a graphic standpoint um that's kind of how it came together like i think i made like a list of words and then just put them together till i felt something that i i liked and rolled it off the Spoke tongue. to you yeah
0: yeah all right
1: when did you start writing for the blog i i think i started it I want to say like in 2014, but- Way
0: back in the day, just like we were talking about when Chet Baker first conceived of that song, which just heard. (laughs)
1: Yep. And, uh, but it didn't really have a focus back then. I just knew that I had always really enjoyed writing. Nobody was reading anything that I was writing. Mm -hmm. I just liked it ever since I was school-aged. And I had a really good, very smart friend who told me if there's something that you really like you should do it every day and he kind of got me into a mindset where i wanted to challenge myself to write every day but the problem with that is what do you write about so i started the blog not knowing what to write about and it definitely went through weird phases of you know posting outfits you know, like girls do. And, but then trying to like write something to go along. Yeah. yeah. And that failed miserably. And I felt like a tool. And, uh, then I tried, Oh, I go to so many concerts, like let's, let's write about concerts. Yeah. 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 And I I felt like that was a really difficult thing to, to write about as well, because there's so many emotions that you feel when you're at a live show. How do I express that, that someone's going to want to read it?
0: When also it becomes a little bit of work, I would imagine at some point that you're going to a concert for a very different reason than to review it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going there as a professional or you're going there to try to describe it to somebody. Right. It might take away from the experience.
1: Yeah. And you know, I am trying to enjoy it. So I'm not sitting there with a pad writing down, okay, this is the set list. And oh, this is what he did here or or she. So I just had to figure out how I was gonna put into practice writing every day.
0: And so how did you end up doing the reviews and the interviews? How did you start meeting people or when did you decide to do something along those lines?
1: It really came out of something I felt was lacking that I wanted because I I do try to stay in tune to what's going on in the city. And so I follow all the different um, blogs or periodicals that are online. And that's how I get most of my information as most people. And I just felt like I would click on a link to get information and there'd be like, Two sentences mm-hmm. or three sentences or and I would feel cheated, honestly. I would feel like click baited. Is that a thing? Click baited? Yep, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and it's so catfished,
0: but with, yeah, yes. with that sort of thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of where I had the idea of, you know what? If we as a city are gonna start touting buy local, support local, all about community. That's the word I hear forever community. I want to know who these people are in the community that are doing great things or opening up businesses and that's when i had the idea to kind of write about them i really didn't know what i was doing honestly and the first people that I reached out to was a coffee shop that was opening in mills 50. And I, I knew it was going to be a long shot because I wasn't anyone, you know, I was like a stranger saying, can I write about you? Mm-hmm. And, and they were gracious enough to say yes, but we're really busy. So just email us your questions. So I didn't get to do the interview Actually talk part. To them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but I'll take it. Cause you know, we all have to cut our teeth somewhere. And after that, um, I finally booked my first interview with a local baker and I was so nervous <laughs> because I just felt like I was just this this random person. At least I knew her somewhat, so it was a little less, but you know, I took journalism in high school, so I felt like that didn't prepare me for anything because right. we didn't interview people, but um, that's kind of how it started. And I just went from there and hoped that people would say yes when I asked.
0: And for the most part, it- I would imagine they have.
1: Yeah, I haven't really had anyone say no, um, and I've definitely tried to fine tune the interviewing process, as I'm sure you still do with your show. I try to record them now, as before I only would take notes, and I would just be like writing furiously. And I was like, "That's a bad idea," because that's how you misquote people or you know miss something really important.
0: Well, that's how it's. It's also more difficult to have a conversation if you're trying to write mm-hmm. notes about what that person just said, or get a quote, or something mm-hmm. along those lines, yeah. and if they're comfortable enough with you recording it, uh, like now, sure. uh, then you can actually get and just have that conversation and have a much more organic experience. Absolutely. Much more lemony experience,
1: Yeah, lemon fresh.
0: <laughs> you're using this too, though, as a jumping off point for people who might hire you as a freelance writer or something along those lines. So yeah. you're doing this, You you don't make any money off of it. Mm-mm. You're not doing this as a paid poster or no. any of those things. Uh, Is that something you've looked at is that a very conscious decision that you've made to say look once you start going down that path Is it you know the slippery slope?
1: I have definitely made a more conscious decision to leave Any type of monetization out of it number one because I because my background is marketing and I'm very familiar with digital marketing and you know banner ads and all that nonsense Uh, they're very messy to me and I wanted my website to just be very clean. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you start putting ads on stuff, it just kind of cheapens it, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Also, being from that world, it's very hard to really know the ROI on those things. You know, just because someone clicks on it, what does it even? What does it even matter? So I just didn't want to be in in that space. And paid posts to me, you know, everyone can do what they want to do. But to me, it's another thing. It's like, how am I touting? supporting local businesses, but if they need something, I'm going to charge them. You mm-hmm. know, to me, it, it, it's just, it's not my jam as the kids probably never said.
0: <laughs> never ever said, so <laughs> thank you for, for bringing that up. Let me ask you this because I think that it's, it's interesting that you just said, okay, I'm just going to start. I don't know if this is the right way to do it. I don't know if this is the, the right uh, direction, uh, but I know I need, if I'm going to get better at writing, mm-hmm. then I need to do it every day. And i don't know if you actually write every day or Mm -hmm. uh you know how often you do that how what advice would you give would you give that advice to somebody else who's looking at okay i want to do something out there i want to do a blog whether it's about what's going on in orlando just the the new coffee shops in orlando i'm going to focus on that or something along those lines
1: yeah i mean i don't think any of us really know exactly what we're doing when we start a project like this and that's all you can do is try it and see if you get any traction. And if you don't get traction, then maybe it's time to alter your focus or- Switch a little bit. Yeah, but you're never going to know unless you try. And just because you don't know exactly how to go about something isn't any reason to be hesitant about trying it out, especially because when we're trying these things out, we have the ability to do it kind of secretly. Nobody really knows what what we're doing. So if we fail miserably, hopefully like only our family members- (laughs) Can, can see our Fine failure and that, taunt yeah. us, you know. So I think it's foolish to be worried about what people might think or coming across as not doing something that well. Just go for it and see what happens.
0: So, what advice would you give to somebody who is, okay, I want to do this, I want to start writing, but, you know, how do I get that, not adulation of the crowds, but how do I get at least some sort of Uh, Credibility Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of okay. I'm actually doing this and people are reading it
1: I think you have to first figure out what isn't being done because it's really hard to enter the arena Just doing what you see other people doing and they're getting credibility from it You're just setting yourself up to be either compared, you know to or For failure because there's too much noise in that space and you're not going to break through it at first Mm -hmm. so um, I always tell people to to try to do their research first and see what's already out there that you're going to have to go up against. And if you can alter your focus to find um, a niche that isn't necessarily saturated already, then you might be able to have a little bit better success and, and kind of tweak it from there. So do your research, uh, and then just try to stick to your guns as much as you can, even if for a long time I was posting stuff and I know that nobody was reading it, but my mom and my sister for sure. (laughs) So,
0: but for for sure, for
1: sure. Yeah. But if you feel good about it, you know, keep going. Cause I think another problem is with, with younger people, they want that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get it right away, they're like, forget it. Like this is, I'm failing. I need to find something else. You have to stick with it. I mean, it's just now that people actually are like, Oh yeah, I read that article and I'm still like in shock, you know? And like I said, I started this years ago, so it, it takes time. So you gotta be patient.
0: Okay. Well, let's, on that note, let's cut to a song and then we're gonna come back with a pop quiz. We're gonna talk a little bit more about you, your background and things of that nature, but we're gonna do the pop quiz first, then bad business ideas. And by the way, it's going by pretty quick. We're already almost at the end of the first hour. I can't
1: wait for my nap later.
0: (laughs) I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. All I'm gonna do is just keep drinking more coffee. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This is Leona Ness with Chosen Family. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. And I'm here still with Lindsay Thompson.
1: I haven't left. That's so great. <laughs> it's so cozy in here.
0: Yeah. Well, I also locked the door, so oh. you can't leave. <laughs> so, Lindsay, we're going to do. I want to talk to you a little bit more about com, your background, writing, where your inspiration comes from. We're going to do that in the next hour. Okay. And right now, we're going to do a pop culture quiz. I'm scared. I. It's fine. Okay. It's totally fine. Here, I'll wink at you when I'm telling you the right answer. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, so you're going to have multiple choice, and I'm not judging you unless you get less than 50%.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, in which case, I will judge you.
1: As you should. <laughs> yeah.
0: So starting off locally, Walt Disney Company just filed a, a patent for a drone radar system. What exactly would it do? A, It looks for aircraft in and around Disney property, would also intercept their transmissions to see what's going and what's leaking out. B, it would shoot surplus copies of the Lone Ranger and Tomorrowland at any (laughs) drones that aren't Disney-owned. Or C, it would detect the drones, intercept transmissions, find the culprit, and have Goofy deal with them.
1: I'm gonna go with A.
0: That is correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> what they want to do, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's construction going on at all their parks, and they want to keep it secret or as hush hush as possible. Sure. So, they basically have filed a patent for this radar system that would find them. But then also, I, I think it's interesting intercept the transmissions. Yeah. And so you're getting very big brothery with this you know, big brother sort of uh, technology in the first
1: place. Disney is always creeping me out. Can I just say? Uh, yes. <laughs> Are they listening? They're definitely listening.
0: They're absolutely <laughs> listening. Yeah, I think we can guarantee that. Is there any particular reason that they're creeping out? It's because they have talking animals or? It, it would take
1: a whole other segment to talk about. Okay. <laughs> well, we might come back and do that. Okay.
0: All right, let's move on. Uber is being sued in France over a software issue that they had with their uh, their app. What was the bug in their system? Was it A, drivers were being encouraged to drive on the wrong side of the road, because it's France, so they were, you know. B, notifications were being sent even when somebody logs out, uh, which in this case allowed a woman to find out her husband was lying about his whereabouts leading to their divorce. Mm -hmm. Or C, their self-driving artificial intelligence, because they're working on uh, self-driving cars, tracks rude French people and then hits them with the car. (laughs)
1: As much as I would love C to be true, <laughs> I'm going
0: to go with B. That is correct. So the man in question uh, was trying to cover his tracks by logging out of his app, thinking that the notifications wouldn't go out because apparently they'd won out for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still went out and he's suing Uber for $48 million. Oh gosh.
1: Technology will always get you.
0: Yeah, and being dumb will always get you <laughs> as well.
1: The combination.
0: Yeah. Uh, get cash out and take a taxi. <laughs> Not that I'm condoning it. Uh, the New England Patriots just won their fifth Super Bowl, Boo. and they're looking ahead to number six. <laughs> to that end, so they're big on trademarking phrases. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the phrase that they're trademarking for their sort of quest for a sixth championship? Is it A, let's talk about six, <laughs> B, six degrees of Patriot Nation, or C, blitz for six? What was C? Uh, C is blitz blitz for six.
1: I would say blitz for six.
0: Yeah, that is correct. Because
1: that football word in there. (laughs)
0: Right, and it almost (laughs) rhymes. Yeah. I I did want it to be, let's talk about six.
1: That would almost be too good that we would be surprised.
0: You're not a Pats fan. I'm not really a Pats fan either, but they they are very aggressive with trademarking things. So they filed some other trademarks right before the Super Bowl. They filed for ignore the noise, do your job, and we are all Patriots. Now, if you really dislike the Patriots, which... I kind of do. Yeah. They just were awarded trademarks from nine years ago, which was 19-0 and, and perfect season, which obviously they didn't get because the New York Giants, your New York Giants, mm. which you're a huge fan of. Yes. Destroyed their chances. That's of why I that love them.
1: <laughs> didn't even know that, but. <laughs>
0: nice. All right. Last question. And we're going to play a song here and we're going to come back from the break with bad business ideas. Okay. Sticking with sports. Okay. In Orlando. We just had the Pro Bowl coming up. We're having the NCAA basketball tournament is Mm -hmm. going to be in town again. WrestleMania (laughs) is going to be here. Some of the big sporting events that are coming up in the Orlando area. So what the county is looking at is creating an incentive fund to try to get more because obviously there's an economic impact. So if we can incentivize other sporting events to come here, it would be good for Orlando. It would be good for the economy, et cetera. So which kind of sporting event should they target? Is it A- dog shows just all of the dog shows b the tour de france because why are you having that in france anyway again
1: that's beautiful mountain yeah. who needs that who wants to bike up and down mountains? that sounds exhausting when you have i4 you're just yeah
0: uh, or c the world curling championship
1: i'm gonna go with dog show
0: yeah, so all of these answers are correct. Oh, okay. And actually, technically, C would have been the most correct because I'm Canadian. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot you're Canadian.
0: Yeah. How could you forget that? <laughs> I only mentioned it like seventeen times. I was times trying an to forget. Oh, yeah. No, that makes more sense. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for that. So that is actually you did
1: four out of four. I'm nice very proud of myself. Yeah. But you also helped with those
0: the way you asked. I was I was literally jumping up and down because you were going you were going the wrong direction, and I was like.
1: I thought you were going to hurt yourself. I'm I glad you
0: didn't. I pantomiming. I usually stretch before I pantomime. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I did not this time around. All right. So we're going to play a song. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow. It is. From what I understand. And one of the songs I wanted to play, I love this music video. The song's okay. The song's pretty good. But the music video is great, basically. It's uh, called Genghis Khan. And it's a it's a love song. And in the video, what they did was they took the old tripe of the super spy and the evil genius, and they had those two guys fall in love in mm-hmm. the video. So if you ever get a chance, this is Mike Snow, Mike with two eyes. I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, Genghis Khan, watch the video, but here's the song on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Leand Lahavas Le on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was her song, What You Don't Do, from her album, Blood, 2015's blood. I I mean, it's from 2015. That's a weird way to say words (laughs) in that order. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. My special guest this week is Lindsay Thompson. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here.
1: You're welcome. you got
0: an hour left. We got so much more to talk about.
1: I'm excited for the, for the ending hour.
0: I'm not sure that that's a compliment (laughs) on any level.
1: I'm excited for the
0: end of this experience because
1: you know what I meant. It'll mean it's over. Uh, okay. The well, final great. hour. Is Thank that better? That. Uh, no. <laughs> the best hour. Is that better? Uh, uh, you're getting there. Okay. <laughs> I think the,
0: the hole you've dug is, is pretty deep. Terrible. So let's, let me dig some holes for myself here. Okay. Let me tell you about some of my bad business ideas. I'm ready. Because that's what we do uh, on the second hour of the show. I talk about some bad business ideas because what I'd like for you to do is take one of these, help me with both because mm-hmm. they both might be real. They might, both might be gold. But help me because you're obviously, you know what you're doing in terms of marketing and things like that. So I'd value your input on you're these too ideas. Kind. And basically what's going to happen is you're going to, whichever one you pick, you're going to run with. Because I know you, you have a lot of stuff going on. So one more thing on your plate, I think would be appreciated because that gives you a little bit more focus on the other stuff that you're doing.
1: Can I take it on Shark Tank? Is uh, that, is, that
0: this is This is Shark Tank style.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. So you're going to pick between these two ideas. Okay. And then you're going to run with it. So you're legally obligated by coming on the show to run with one of these ideas. Okay. So I appreciate you uh, uh, doing that, Lindsay. May I call you Lindsay?
1: You may. Okay,
0: great. Do you embarrass easily? No. Oh, uh, Me too. I'm definitely better than I used to be, but I can roll with the punches and then cry to my cry myself to sleep later mm-hmm. and think about all the things that I did wrong or how I'm embarrassed and you know those sorts of things. I definitely do don't do that every day anymore. <laughs> Or certainly not after the show, trying to figure out if any of this stuff landed. (laughs) There are definitely times that would be worse than others for making a terrible faux pas. So maybe you don't embarrass easily, but you're just concerned that you're going into an important meeting. You're doing an interview with somebody important. Mm -hmm. And you're concerned that you may say something wrong. Sure. So this could be dinner with a prospective in-laws, right? Uh, An important sales pitch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meeting your favorite professional wrestler. You don't want to mess that up. No. You want to make sure you're the least appalling person there. I have very low standards for going into <laughs> any kind of, uh, any kind of, you know, meeting, uh,
1: obviously. When you have these important rendezvous, is that the plural? Rendezvouses? That's a good question. Cause when I found out the plural to cul-de-sac, I was blown away, so.
0: col <laughs> de sac <sex>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Good job. Yeah, I knew that. Once you said that, I knew that. Uh, So let's say you've got this important rendezvous and you want some insurance, a guaranteed distraction, if necessary. You don't actually just want it to happen. You want to be able to say, who do you set that up with? With us and Mm -hmm. this new company. It's called Fake a Scene. And depending on your budget, the location and other logistics, we can help with a range of events to sidetrack whatever bad thing it is that you did. So it could be small as someone fake choking at the next table mm. to a full on zombie outbreak. Like you just hire a bunch of actors, do all the makeup, just have them ready to go mm-hmm. in case you need us. The one thing that's the same in every scenario is you have a panic button. So you're going into this, whatever it is, and you can just hit that button and that's where we come in. And so whatever you did that's so bad will be just completely obliviated by what we do. So, Let's role play for a minute because everybody loves a good role play on the radio. Yes. (laughs) I'm interviewing at a job. So I'm going to be in this uh, as the interviewee and you're going to be the interviewer. Okay. I'm interviewing at Serpico Unlimited. That's the name (laughs) of the company. This is my dream company. This is a job I've always wanted. And you're my prospective supervisor, Tony Montana Mm -hmm. with an I, Tony with an I and I'll be Michael Corleone. Okay. Everything is going really well. So are you ready? I'm ready. So, Tony, thank you for letting me call you Tony uh, with an eye. Tony that's, with an eye, yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and that's why I think I would make a great pantsuit designer here at Serpico Unlimited.
1: Because you said my name was Tony with an eye?
0: No, I've just, uh, I'm sorry, we're, we're in the middle of an interview. <laughs> okay. And so I've just sort of told you all the reasons that okay. I would be good at this right. because of all my pantsuit design background.
1: Yes. You showed me your portfolio, I was very um, impressed. Yes. And, you know, you've talked to
0: some of my references and you may have heard about the embezzlement issues that I had at my last company. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fine, the, there's <laughs> nothing bad will happen here. And scene, okay, so <laughs> see what happens
1: right there. It was awkward. It was awkward yeah. so I talked
0: about embezzlement yeah. and I had no out. Yeah, Like I shouldn't have mentioned embezzlement. I don't even know why I did that.
1: Yeah, you blew the interview. Okay, so let's do it you?
0: again. But this time with uh, fake a fake-a-scene, okay. firmly ensconced, <laughs> somewhere in here. So, Tony, thank you again for letting me call you Tony. That's why I think I would make a great pantsuit designer at Serpico Unlimited. All those reasons. Are we going to do the same thing again? Or are you just not going to talk
1: at all, Tony? I'm so happy that you came in today, Michael, and showed me your portfolio. Thanks.
0: And all my references are in order. Uh, I think you'll find that the embezzlement issues that I had in my last job were kind of overblown. Oh, my gosh.
1: Button press. Button press. Yeah.
0: And did I say embezzlement? Oh, my gosh. Look out the window. Is that your car? It's on fire.
1: Oh, man. My car's on fire. I don't even know what you just said. And scene. Scene. Yeah.
0: Good idea. Yes. Fake a scene. <laughs> so I was trying to come up with a tagline for it. You might be able to help with this as well. There's no you in embarrass. How about? Why are you? when
1: you have to fake it to make it.
0: Oh, I like that. You like it? Yeah, all right. You See, <laughs> what do you think? Any questions about that idea before we go on to the next one?
1: Now, depending on my budget, is there a small amount for a small fake scene? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I can so scale it's, it's all it. customized okay. to
0: the person. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing, like I said, the only thing that's consistent is the panic button. Okay. And it could even be an app. Down with it. Yeah, and so you. Just I've needed that.
1: that in my younger years. Oh, I still need sure. it. Sure, I yeah.
0: still need it. Yeah, I'd just like to have like we call it Uber distraction too, <laughs> and then you just dial up the Uber distraction. My
1: Uber's here. I gotta go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Second idea. You ready? Right. Any other questions on? No,
1: I think you've that? done a good <laughs> job
0: explaining it. I've really uh, beaten that horse. Okay. <laughs> uh If you're like me, and I know I am, you like museums. You like museums. I do. Yeah. I was recently at the Orlando Museum of Art during one of their free days, and, you know, I really liked it. Like, most of the time, I don't think I would like having crowds there, but one of the nice things about it was the background noise. Mm-hmm. I like having background noise. I like having music on in the background when I'm working. Mm-hmm. I, and so the buzz of people around there, it was really good. I really saw the art in a different light, if mm-hmm. you will. But there's rarely music in museums. So yeah. maybe you have like a, maybe a special event and there's like a little jazz trio or something, or maybe there's something in the way back, like you can barely hear it. Mm-hmm. So I did a little research and the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in uh, NYC opened a new location last year. And so what they did was they had a composer that commissioned him to write a song that, that you could listen to from walking from one location to the other, which I thought was pretty cool, but it's not in the museum. And then you have like the Hall of Fame, uh, the music, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You have all the music museums out there. Mm -hmm. They have playlists and they probably have some music uh, going in the background, but that has to do with where you are, right? That's the context of it. I was doing a little more research. There's an artist named Stanley Donwood uh, and he's designed every radio album cover uh, since the Benz, basically, which is pretty cool. And he was doing a special exhibition of his work in Sydney back in 2015. So he had Tom York, good friend Tom York mm-hmm. lead singer of Radiohead create a score for that so it was really cool. yeah it was really part of the exhibition itself what about though if i just want to go i want to go back to the Orlando Museum of Art i want to put my headphones on and i want to listen to music there's a lot of playlists out there but nothing specifically for the Orlando Museum of Art from this date to this date while they have these exhibitions in, in you know in place so what i'd like to do is start a company with you Actually, you will start it. I will do nothing because I I don't have that kind of time. It's called Place the Music. And what we do is, unbeknownst to the museum, who will, I mean, they're going to want to have some say over what music you play, right? I don't want that to happen. I want to be able to, through you, pick out the music that we really feel is perfect for that room.
1: For you to listen to on headphones. On not- headphones.
0: Okay. Yeah. While okay. you're there. No, not to a play. Okay. Right. I think that would be, I, I think that's a little much. I sure. think this is a personal type of thing. Mm-hmm. So we go in surreptitiously, get a feel for the particular exhibition. It would be good to go in really, really early. So we're going to have to go in probably Tom Cruise, Lady Gaga, hanging yes. from the ceiling mm-hmm. style. Once we're in, I, I don't really like the term break-in, but once we've broken in, We create our own mixtape for people to enjoy while they're visiting the museum so maybe it's a song for every room uh in order to look at the painting so we kind of point that out so you're you're listening to the song and and you're, you're turning around maybe you're in the middle of the room and you're listening to the song the ebb and flow of the song is important so we're gonna have to really get to know the artwork now when we break in and again i hate that term but when we're breaking in It sounds very negative, we will likely have limited space or limited time, I should say, to look around. Because, you know, there's alarms and things from what I understand. You need some time though, right? You can't just go in, you really want to get a feel for it. So now the question becomes, when we take some of the art with us so we can really better analyze it for musical purposes, should we get a little bit of everything or should we just go room by room? So should we still break in, again, hate that term, (laughs) grab an entire exhibition, bring it home, maybe put it up on our walls, invite people over to impress them, <laughs> then come up with the right song, maybe return the art. I don't know if it's going to be feasible at that point. That's true. How easily that would be Finders done, keepers and what? And then grab the next exhibit. Now, some things to be worked out. Obviously, that's why you're here. Yes. You're a very creative mind. <laughs> and obviously, I know, uh, I mean, I'm going to keep it on the down low, but I know yes. breaking and entering is kind of one of your things. It's kind of my jam. What well, breaking... <laughs> entering, you need to work on. Uh, we've got a very solid start here. For uh, place the music, getting caught may be an issue. Let's let's face it. If we're going to talk about the weaknesses of this of this idea,
1: we'll get some really good cat burglar outfits. I think. And...
0: <laughs> I think working on our outfits yeah. would be a big part of this, and a
1: lot of stretching. You were mentioning stretching. Yeah. Before. Yep.
0: yeah. Uh, we probably won't be able to stay in any one place for very long, <laughs> so it's going to be traveling a lot. Other than that, super easy. So place the music.
1: Do you so, have to take the uh, artifacts from the exhibit home? I don't see
0: how else we'll have enough time to really take a look. So you're looking at a painting, you, we're not role playing, I'm just pretending to look at a painting. So you're Tony Montana then <laughs> and I'm Michael Corleone and I'm mm. looking at this painting and I'm going, okay, this gives me this kind of feels. And so it's possible that it's this kind of song. So then we play the song. Yeah. And then we listen to it we test right it out. Yeah. So, how I, yeah. I just don't see how we can do that in the museum itself. And you
1: kind of do need to take something from every exhibit because then, you know, right, get a little. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: not just to take the whole exhibit, just take one piece here, one piece picture there, here, yeah. one painting
1: Capture here. Capture the essence of the yeah. room. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah.
0: So, all right. I've laid out these two meals in front of you. Fake a scene, place the music. It's time to choose who do you give the rose to?
1: Um, the bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely, because I'm such a music lover, I'd have to say place the music. Okay. I have to say it is very impactful when somebody is like scoring something specifically for, for your enjoyment in a, especially a museum. I went to, um, the art museum in New York and MoMA. Yeah. Yes. For a Bjork exhibit. And you had 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 headphones and every single turn you took a different song came on and it was very very cool
0: and well so how did that work did it actually uh register where you were or it had
1: a, a sensor in it so it knew at what point in the exhibit you were in oh, and because cool. it went album by album also sure, sure, sure. but uh but yeah i mean that like made it for me yeah so i think if anytime that you can i hate the word curate but if <laughs> anytime you could do that and add music to it well, i would pay for that
0: Do you hate the word curate as much as the word (laughs) break-in?
1: I think I hate curate more.
0: (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. And uh, obviously, so it won't be, uh, you know, music related to the artist uh, because Bjork is. Sure. But still, like if somebody
1: can, you know, put together the perfect playlist for wherever you are. I like to do that. If I'm just walking a city street, like I have to have music. And it's great when you feel like the music matches the mood or the weather. Or sometimes I wonder if like my phone knows that it. it's like dreary outside because of my iPod, iPad, whatever phone, it'll shuffle, but it's like the sad songs come on. And I'm like, does it know that Maybe today is just like a sad day? I have a lot of sad songs. I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So let's come back. We'll talk about music. Appreciate you uh, doing that. So we're going to start talking about place, the music. Uh, we're going to talk more about music and how to do break-ins and Perfect. cat burglar outfits. Yes, That might be a side thing to all of this as we just might redesign. Your pant business burglar.
1: could come in handy.
0: <laughs> Pantsuit uh, for cat burglars. And I'm gonna write that down because that's a great idea. <laughs> and we're gonna hear from the soliloquist of sounds, uh, mm. of sound uh, as if we existed. Because mm. I thought that was appropriate because we're gonna be like breaking in and cat yeah. burglars and we're not even gonna exist. I like it. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Local band. Uh, I just got to uh, sort of meet Da Vinci from the Soliloquista, one of the producers. uh, He was doing an event at the Melrose Center at uh, the library, the downtown library, and got to listen to him talk about his process. He uh, performed a couple of tracks, and so it was really fun. Uh, Good morning. By the way, my name is Nick. You're listening to WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was Soliloquista Sounds with As If We Existed. And this is to a certain degree. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. And this week's very special guest, Lindsay Thompson. Lindsay.
1: <gasps> very special. How are you? I'm good. Good. I feel like I've woken up now. <laughs> well, great.
0: <laughs> we're talking a little bit about music uh, during the last segment about the bad business idea. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because you were very passionate and very specific about music when we discussed being mm-hmm. on the show and like, who do you like and that sort of thing. And we're going to hear from Bjork here in a second. <gasps> so exciting. I know, me too, uh, because she's amazing. She's a little elfin angel she is. of some kind. And I don't fully understand people from Iceland because I think they're all like that. Yeah. You've got to assume that they're all I think so. really awesome singers and amazing because there's also Sigur Rós. There's also a bunch of bands yeah. from, uh, uh, from that away. Uh, you mentioned a very broad spectrum of music, though, mm-hmm. that you like. And one of the reasons I think that uh, we talked a little bit about Off Air, but if you wouldn't mind just... Uh, reiterating, uh, having brothers and sisters who are older than you is very influential in your your music palette, if you will. Yes, for sure. So how did that go for you? What were they listening to? Or did they have to really just like hold you down and make you listen to it? Or were you like, oh, you guys, I want to be as cool as you, so I'm going <laughs> to listen to the same music.
1: We definitely always had music on growing up. And because like my oldest brother, I don't know, he's like 10, 11, 12 old, I don't know how many years older, but he was definitely listening to his own CDs when I was maybe nine or ten. So I was listening to, I remember him telling me about Dave Matthews because Dave Matthews played in uh, Gainesville where he went to college at UF. And I remember very early on before Dave Matthews was ever on the radio, like hearing mm-hmm. live tracks. My other brother exposed me to Ani DeFranco when I was young, um, Fish. Um Gosh, who else? Like, just so much stuff that I definitely would have never known about. Ben Folds, um, mm-hmm. Ben Folds Five. So, I definitely credit most of my musical knowledge to them. And then, as I got older, working in music stores, my dream job was remember Virgin Megastore? Remember like the DJ booth, like up yep. t- like that was my dream job.
0: <laughs> so can I tell you I actually worked there? No way. Yeah, I did. Um, I was working at WCF at the time. So I sort of knew jazz yeah. mm-hmm. and that's really between working there and at a shop called Media Play in Daytona, which died. It was a um, it was a chain from the Sam Goody mm-hmm. uh, company and it was music, books and movies. And it died when Best Buy yeah. and Barnes and & Noble became big. Uh, but that was what exposed me to a lot of music, was working at the radio station, working at Virgin Megastore, Media Play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I didn't even realize all of the subsets of music that are out yeah. there. And so, just a quick plug for WPRK, that's why I appreciate having WPRK around, because I get to listen and hear things that I normally wouldn't, because the radio, terrestrial radio, typically doesn't play a lot of variety Right. Of
1: music. You're never going to be exposed to anything new if you just listen to the radio.
0: So, what music stores did you work at, and then... How often did you go to the Virgin Megasphere?
1: Uh, Because
0: we may have met there and we don't even realize. It's true,
1: we may have. I I tried to go as often as I could with it being so far away. and Not you know necessarily always having the ability to drive there myself, but I feel like I went there pretty decently because that was like the cool place to hang out back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, but I worked at a. Dish back jack- it was called
0: Pleasure Island, yeah, in downtown Disney. And you I would try even to realize, sneak into
1: the clubs. I didn't
0: even realize they <laughs> they changed the name of it. Yeah, like Disney people Springs. kept talking about Disney Springs, and I'm like, oh, is that new?
1: Where's yeah, that? Whatever yeah, whatever that means, Springs, but um. I, the West Oaks mall in Okoe, mm-hmm. I worked there um, in the disc jockey. That was the name of this, of the store. That <laughs> that was my high school job. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, is that a real place?
1: I don't think it exists anymore. Okay,
0: Was it like a knockoff chain?
1: There, you know, it may have been, it may have been, mm-hmm. but it was a pretty legit music store okay. um, at the time. And then uh, I worked at a place called CD warehouse. Yep i don't think those exist anymore either um but those are my favorite jobs because people would come in and they would just ask for stuff off the radio normally but every now and then you'd get someone that was kind of open to suggestions and there's nothing more fun than getting to turn someone on on. yeah Yeah, absolutely
0: like a high fidelity action so you were uh, jack black
1: i wish it was a bit cooler than that (laughs) 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 but but i took it I i think every person should have a job like that even if it's just for a little while
0: so Great exposure to music uh, mm-hmm. from a time when you were young. Did you play any instruments or anything?
1: In middle school, I played the bass clarinet <laughs> because it was the cheapest instrument that you could rent from the school. Oh, good. It was fifty dollars for the whole year. So my parents were like, "We can af-
0: we can afford that?" Yeah, because no one ever <laughs> wanted nobody. that. Nobody. Um, they would pay you fifty dollars. Yeah, to they're rent like, that. take
1: this, and literally the case that they gave it to me and was completely duct taped. The entire case. Oh, good. And I'd be walking home from school, and it would pop open, and reeds would go flying.
0: Oh my gosh, reed-related <sighs> reed accidents. Yeah,
1: terrible. But no, I mean, I'm not proficient in anything um, musically. So just an
0: appreciation for music yeah, overall, definitely. Gotcha. How does it fit in with you in terms of working, in terms of writing specifically?
1: I definitely am like you; like I need that background noise and music is like the perfect background noise to have. And, um, I am a Pandora person, so I can just always like change the station to fit whatever mood. If I'm really, really trying to write something and I'm, I'm having to focus on, on what I'm writing, I'll normally put on kind of like nonsense music. Cause then I'm not really thinking about the lyrics. I'm not trying to listen to anything new. Right. Okay. I'm so writing. old music. Yeah. Or like just like I have no shame in listening to pop, you know, I'll put on the instinct station and have myself a good old time because it's just mindless fun. And I need something like happy in the background. Um, But I do think it's, it definitely, I think helps with your creativity in a subconscious way. Mm -hmm. Like it's not making me write better or have better ideas, but I think, um, I think it's kind of, if you have any type of block, it's releasing something that allows you to kind of let go of what the, of what's keeping that block. And I don't know, like releasing stress from your mind, if that makes right. sense.
0: Yeah. I always feel like it's, there's this lizard part of your brain that it takes up so you can be a little more thoughtful and creative and those sorts of things. And that's why you need something that you've heard before that's not new. Mm-hmm. It'll take up that, that part of your brain. Yeah. Um, no, that's pretty interesting that we're that we're that similar. Do you have a go-to song or playlist or artist when you're just, I, I got to finish this up and I'm completely blocked on the angle to take in this mm, writing?
1: That's normally, honestly, when the pop stations come in oh, handy. Okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm a big uh, Neil Young fan and Paul Simon. So if I need something really chill, if I'm feeling a little stressed out about not figuring out what I'm going to do with a, a project. Mm. I'll try to chill myself out. Like I'm not going to put on EDM and like, you know, start, you know, having a rave in my living room.
0: I, I don't see why not. I feel like the, <laughs> between all the lights, the glow sticks and everything else, I think that would really help.
1: <laughs> you would think maybe I'll have to try it one day.
0: How about York?
1: Let's Bjork is good Bjork. for everything. Well, how did you get into How
0: did you get into Bjork?
1: Um, When I was a freshman in high school, I was friends with this girl who I wish I could find. I've searched the internet for her. Her name was Natalie, and we were actually in summer school together.
0: Is this like a sixth sense sort of thing where maybe she was a ghost?
1: She may have and been. That's why you can't find her. <laughs> it's possible. It Justin, do you remember Natalie ever
0: interacting with anybody besides you?
1: Yes, she did. She did. So she okay. was real. She was All cool. Right. All right. <laughs> but maybe, wait a
0: minute. <laughs> you're the ghost
1: oh boy oh crap nothing is real nothing
0: all right so continue bjork
1: (laughs) uh she was into bjork i had no idea who bjork was and she uh was telling me how awesome bjork was and she lent me the post album my favorite album of my life and i listened to it and the very first song i believe is army of me And it starts off like really intense, very industrial. And it it just hooked me immediately. And then the rest of the album, every song is so different. And that's why Bjork, I think, is so amazing. Like no two Bjork songs sound alike. She's a genius and she doesn't get enough credit for the beats that she makes and the way she uses instruments and I could go on and on. But well, and the music
0: videos to, to an extent, yeah, right? Like, yeah. there are some really amazing music videos that she has done.
1: Talk about creative and being like, no one is like her. No one can duplicate her. She's not copying anyone. She is just completely her, which I love. But I owe it all to Natalie because after that, Natalie. I was like...
0: Thanks, Ghost Natalie.
1: Thanks, Natalie. I hope you're somewhere. Well, I <laughs>
0: interesting (laughs) as well because it really like when you find that connection and where you find that piece of music and it's the perfect time in your life, Mm -hmm. you're going to stay with that forever. So that's Radiohead to a lot of people in the 90s. That is nirvana Mm -hmm. to a lot of people, uh, especially in the early 90s where it was something completely different. You were rejecting everything that was being told to you for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you've got that 15 to 22 year old demo, like right at 91, 92 that was like, this is, This is Nirvana Yep, for you. All right. Well, very good. Well, let's listen to some Bjork. I have a, um, do you you have her acoustic album? Yes. Okay. So we're going to listen to, I thought it'd be fun to play something from that. uh, Big Time Sensuality from her Acoustically Happy album. We might hear from the Ravenettes as well. I want to play that too with Hallucinations. Oh, Natalie.
1: Natalie. I knew knew
0: that was coming up. (laughs) I always know. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The Ravenettes on WPRK Winter Park, Florida, that was Hallucinations. Bjork started us off with big time sensuality from her Acoustically Happy album, because she's, uh, she's always happy.
1: Yes, in but her own Icelandic way.
0: Acoustically, she's very happy, <laughs> I think is what we're going for. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick, I'm here with Lindsay Thompson. Good morning again, Lindsay. Good morning. Almost done with the show. I'm going to work on some new songs for the show. Like when it's coming up to the end, I'm going to sing that.
1: I like it. Okay,
0: great. I don't think you're being sincere. <laughs> so one of the things, we've been talking a lot about music. Yes. We've been talking a lot about writing. So mm-hmm. once again, LemonHearted.com, and you can get to all of your social media channels from there. If you'd mm-hmm. like to follow Lindsay uh, uh, LemonHearted. Do you go by LemonHearted? Like when you go out and about? Oh, no. Okay. That's not <laughs> like you're. Hello, I I'm won't even tell people. Lemonhearted, It's
1: terrible. No, I am Lindsay. <laughs> if you happen to know Lemonhearted, that's fabulous.
0: <laughs> There's two more things I wanted to talk to you about, and I hope we can get to both of them. But one of the things I wanted to talk, and I talked to pretty much all my guests about, is sort of their education background. And I came at it, you know, I think pop culture kind of tells us, especially when it comes to this college pathway, is that you have to go at 18. Mm-hmm you have to be done by 21, 22. You got to be done in four years or else, you know, you you may not get far in life. And I find that to be wholly inaccurate, mm-hmm. but it, it affected me because it took me eight years to get my bachelor's, went to four different schools. And so I always have this looking back at it. I have these regrets, but a lot of it has to do with, ah, you know, I wish I had taken more time in mm-hmm. many cases because I got out of it. You know, I, I, it took me a while, and I didn't go to just one school, so I don't feel an affiliation to any school, right. which, you know, you're supposed to feel, right? Like, i um, a gator, or right. I'm a this or a that. <clears throat> and then uh, you're supposed to have this network of people. All these friends that you made is supposed to be one of the best experiences of your life. I don't have that. I've, yeah. I can count from all four of those schools. I can count on one hand the number of friends I still have mm-hmm. from that. But I graduated with no debt. I have a great network anyway, because Mm -hmm. I was working, I was out there, I had a bunch of great experiences that I could take advantage of. My only real regrets are I didn't travel Mm -hmm. more and I didn't write earlier. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I was just 96, 97, like there wasn't that internet outlet at the time. So I didn't know what to write for, what to write about. Mm -hmm. So I wish I had done that. Those are my only real regrets. That's good. So having talked about me now for the last 10 minutes, it feels like, (laughs) i wanted to talk to you a little bit because you have uh you graduated from high school mm-hmm. and did you make a conscious decision not to go to college or how did that come about
1: it, yeah mainly because uh i didn't know what i wanted to do yep. with my life and uh that there was no scholarships opportunities <laughs> for me
0: for people uh, who don't know what they want to do with yeah, their lives. and i was a,
1: honestly i was a very average student i had you know the subjects i excelled in and then the subjects that i was very average in so you know nobody was trying to give me a florida sunshine whatever that scholarship was called. I
0: forget. Um, Nobody was giving you Florida sunshine. I get it.
1: (laughs) Where's my sunshine? Um, And my parents, you know, one of five kids, they're not paying for any of us to go to college. So I was just like, if I do this, I will be saddled with debt. And I don't want to have to do that and still not know what I'm doing. So I just went straight to work from high school.
0: Where are you now in terms of where you want your career to be? What's your, what is your career path and what advice would you give people? So we talked a little bit about, uh, and the and the phrase now is hustling, right? You have to have a side hustle. You have to mm-hmm. always be hustling. You're looking for clients. You're doing those sorts yeah. of things.
1: Um, I mean, I'm pretty happy with how things turned out for me personally, but I, I think it really depends on the person. Like I definitely am, am a believer that college doesn't equate success. You know, it's, it's up to the individual and, and their drive and their tenacity to, to figure out what the path is they should take. And then once they're in it, what, what they're going to make out of it. Cause I had several different jobs in the corporate world and I was always making myself available because I knew I was going on interviews and taking jobs without a bachelor's that I figured people were going to look at me a little bit like hesitant, I guess I would say. Um, But knowing that I knew I had to hustle really hard in those corporate jobs to, to rise without that degree. So that's what I did. I I always made myself available to the people above me. Hey, you know, what do you need? That way I could I could learn more on the mm-hmm. job. I was never satisfied with whatever position I was in. I wanted more. And that's really how I went from being basically an admin um to an executive assistant to doing marketing. Like it was only because I was persistent and really annoying with my with my superiors because I didn't want to just do one thing and and I knew if I was smart enough, I could learn anything Sure, and I'm learning on the job. So I'm being helpful to them by making myself available to do anything that they needed. Cause most offices, they're always short staffed every, you know, they're working on a real slim budget almost always. So for me, I just think it, it just worked out for me, but everybody has to figure it out for themselves.
0: Well, I think everybody has to understand that there are options out there. Like, yeah. There's no right way to do it, and then you're yeah. not like me when you're 25, 26, just graduating with your bachelor's degree, thinking, "Oh, I, you know, I've wasted four, five, six years. Mm-hmm. I should have done this sooner. I should have done these things." Mm-hmm. It's a matter of going out there and being a little more ambitious. And I don't even think you have to work harder. I think what's happening now is that looking at hiring somebody, right? Like it used to be that if you saw that they had a bunch of jobs and for very short periods, well, that was a bad thing.
1: Mm-hmm. They can't
0: commit, they have problems staying at one place or something along those lines. Nowadays it's, and we have to get past that yeah, because nowadays nobody's gonna have a job for very long Mm-mm. or typically, you know, two, three, four years is probably gonna be the max yep. at any job. So we also have to take a step back and say, okay, well, what are the real qualifications that we're working or we're looking for in a person? Yeah. Are they tenacious? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Are they, you know, someone who we can really trust to take this and run with it? Yeah. Uh, Because I think that uh, giving people that responsibility is tough. So you try to make, not necessarily an excuse, but you try to say, well, obviously if they have a college degree, then we can give them more responsibility. I don't think that's always true, and I work in admissions. Yeah, at a college. Yeah, and I don't think that's that's true at all.
1: I think most people nowadays, it's not indicative of anything anymore. They don't go, "Oh, well, that person has a four-year degree, so they're automatically a better candidate over this person who only has a high school diploma." I don't. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that, in my experience, I've been given the benefit of the doubt many times. Most of the corporate jobs I had required a bachelor's, and I still got it. And I try to tell people, you have to nail the interview the interview is so important. If you go in there looking raggedy or the way you speak isn't proper or you seem lackadaisical, you take too long to answer questions. You know, there's just so much that that people are looking for. And I used to help out with interviews when I did HR just for a little bit. And the resumes I saw were terrible. So, so bad. And then these people would come in and they would blow the interview, but their resume from their job perspective, not like their weird email addresses that they never changed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah,
1: which are always weird. But I mean, they looked qualified, but in person they were terrible. Mm-hmm. So it, there's so much more to it than college.
0: Yeah. And so I, I think that presenting yourself, how you present yourself. So taking it back to online for a second, uh, I think that one of the things you're doing is by doing lemonharder.com doing your blog obviously you want to you're looking for writing jobs but you're not doing something that's just a portfolio of your past work you're showing that you can be creative yeah That you can go out there and get stuff and that you understand social media mm-hmm. right and i think that's important so i think that looking at that there's no degree in that there's no right. you don't get a college degree in understanding all this and being able to write and find an audience and evolve it over time and, and learning those things yeah one of the things i find interesting and we talk about this with millennials so this is kind of off topic a little bit as far as college goes is that the the lifestyle that portray on social media is very different than their actual lifestyle
1: yeah very much
0: so we we saw that come up with the elections you know to a certain extent because you surround yourself with people who believe the same things right then you obviously think your candidate or whatever is going to win
1: living in that bubble yeah
0: and so I think that you had, uh, I can't remember if what, uh, what uh, venue it was on or what social media platform it was on, but you had uh, a comment about that in terms of, you know, somebody came up to you and they say, Oh my gosh, I wish I could live your life. Yeah. And it's like, this is the life I put up.
1: Right. This is not
0: my actual life. Yeah. So how do you, or how would you advise people to try to balance that out? Because I think you also have the other side where you might be oversharing, Sure. Maybe there should be like a cooling off period before you post (laughs) on social media.
1: I mean, there is that balance between wanting to make your content look appealing, but also it still being realistic. You know, like the people who they travel nonstop and everyone's scratching their head and they're like, how is this person traveling the world? You know, like what is their life? Like who does that? And And they can do whatever they want, but it does leave that, that taste in your mouth. Like, is that real? So, you know, I mostly post like food and coffee. So if anyone was going to think my life was amazing, it's probably because they love to eat as much as I do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I think, I think the content needs to be appealing in the imagery, but then I think you can kind of reel it back in with the captions that you write to let people know, This isn't necessarily like real life. I don't eat out every single day of my life. I don't, you know, take pictures in front of colored walls every day. Like I have other things I have to do, but it's a hard balance because people are bored by most of the mundane stuff. Mm -hmm. But then if you only post the... fantasy looking things then they could get angry at you like what does that person do so it's yeah. <laughs> so it's difficult
0: yeah i mean that's why i had you on is because i was looking at your your feeds and i'm like i'm so angry at her <laughs> i want to have her on my show <laughs> i've got to have this Just person so on yell my show. At her, yeah so okay lemonhearted.com mm-hmm. is where people can go to learn more about you and really I, what it's not only learn about you, frankly, it's learning about Orlando.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: I think the main uh, point of your content, especially the more recent stuff is what's going on, what's interesting, what's new, Mm -hmm. and what's the story behind it? Because I think that's something that's so much more compelling than uh, where to shop or or those sorts of things. It's who's making this jewelry or who's made this croissant and why (laughs) do I need a croissant right now? And why am I starving? Is it because I'm talking about croissants? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. What's coming up for the website or anything else that you're doing?
1: You know, I definitely struggle with keeping the content interesting and, and new. So, um, so that's a great question. <laughs> I'm going to keep on um, interviewing people. I'm just going to try to find, I, it's terrible because I try to focus a lot on females. If uh-huh. you've noticed, I don't talk to a lot of men. I'm deciding whether or not I want to start kind of bringing a male aspect into it, or if I want to keep it like, you know, the sisterhood. Because I, I do think there there is a lot of issues with being a female in business or in life. I think there are a little bit, it's a little harder.
0: Right, well, it's an underrepresented population. Right. It's typically... Harder for a number of different reasons um, that we probably don't have time or energy to get into right (laughs) now. And so
1: that's why I I focus a lot on finding women as opposed to men. But that doesn't mean I don't care about what guys are doing in the community. I just try to help my sisters out. So that might be something I I tinker with. And anytime a new place is opening, I love to check it out and write about it if it's worth it. So that kind of always gives me something because Orlando is growing really fast. A lot Mm. of stuff is opening here and there. You're
0: not going to suffer from a lack of content.
1: I hope not because I do. (laughs) worry about that but uh, you know sometimes I have like ideas in the shower when I'm listening to Bjork and and that's how things come up so Mm -hmm. it'll just always be free flowing I think
0: well very good so lemonharder.com and then we'll have this interview up on my site I'm sure you'll mention it on your social media channels as well my site is tocertaindegree.com we're going to end it with another lemon theme song we started out with Lemon Eyes from Meg Myers Uh, this is the national with lemon world
1: because isn't it It is. It's just a lemony world out there. (laughs)
0: It's lemony fresh (laughs) on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida.